We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. All right. We should be good. Yep. That was my fault. I just realized that was my fault, guys. I actually had Melon open on another screen. So that's why I was hearing an echo. There were two of me that were actively live. So, okay. We're good now. Apologies for the miscue there by yours truly. It wasn't even Melon this time. I was blaming the the streaming platform and thought it was their fault. It was me. Anyways, guys, welcome. Tuesday, March the 14th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. Todd Smith, Austin Miller, Bruin Nation, C. Youngblood, Linda Washington, Travi, uh, Ronnie Pace, Stephen Boyle Jr. What is up? Appreciate you all tuning in. Coleman Hall says it's the Dowell Hackers. No, Coleman, unfortunately, I cannot even blame Dowell Loggins or Steve Fink or Justin King or Mark Kingston or Frank Martin or Will Muschamp or any of those hackers. It was my fault. I had Melon open. I had our streaming platform open on two windows and it screwed everything up. Anyways, though, Really excited to chat. Appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a lot to get into here on today's show. Of course, the start of spring practice for the Gamecocks football program this morning. Shane Beamer will be speaking to the media at 1230, guys, and we will have that right here for you. So if you want to tune in to Shane Beamer's press conference, don't go anywhere. We are going to stream it right here on TDC. Also, of course, again, guys, we're just taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Again, Shane Beamer will go live at 1230, it appears. 1230, yes, 25 minutes or so, he will take the podium. He will talk to reporters, I'm assuming, to break down the first spring practice guys before we get into everything of course tdc brought to you by our friends over at prize picks go down the prize picks app go to prizepicks.com when you do use the promo code tsus to receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 guys of course you're playing spreads you're playing totals you're playing futures what have you with march madness our friends at prize picks you want to make sure you've got your account set up you got your money deposited and you're ready to go hey the games actually get going tonight but thursday is when the tournament really begins. Make sure you check it out. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show and, of course, of the Daily Crow have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com when you do. Use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris 
from the Spurs Up show. Sent you. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel, to be sure your question or answer. Guys, if you want to join the Big Cock Club today, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. You get access to our Discord. You get access to our exclusive merchandise. You get behind-the-scenes footage, if you will. You see how the sauce is made. And you also get 20% off of all merchandise. If you like the merch, the Big Cock Club alone is worth the $9.99 per month. So be sure to join patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. And again, those in the Big Cock Club, thank you all so much for the love and support as always. Travis says, what does your shirt say, Chris? And this is a little vintage shirt here. It says, Jadavi on another level. It is an old school Jadavion clowny shirt. And on the back, it's got a seven with clowny on it. No, I did not make this shirt. This is just a, a vintage pickup I got uh, about a year or so ago from a buddy of mine. So a little vintage pickup. Figure why not? Figure why not? We'll, 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 uh, we'll pair it with the Beamer Ball uh, T-Sus hat. If you By the way, guys, of course, the, the Carolina Ale House, the spring tour, right, begins next week. I am so excited, guys. We are actually working on some merchandise right now. We're working specifically on a shirt that will only be available at the spring and probably summer tour as well. It's going to be a tour exclusive shirt. You know how you know how you you go to a concert, you go see somebody on tour and they've got merchandise that is exclusively to the tour and the only way you can get it is by going to the actual tour date, that's what this is going to be, right? So really, really excited. I'm not necessarily trying to gatekeep, but what I'm trying to do is show extra appreciation and gratitude to those who do take the time to come out in person and show love and show support. Also, we will have the Beamer Ball towels. We'll have the towels and we will have the koozies. So, be sure to come out to all of our alehouse stops. It begins next Thursday in Columbia. Then we'll be downtown Greenville, Woodruff Road. Then we'll really hit the road and go across the state. But really pumped, guys, you to see this. We've been working on the merchandise this morning. It is going to be a really, really, really cool shirt. I'm telling you, man, I cannot wait. I'm looking at the designs as we speak, and it is going to be absolutely awesome. So, be sure to come on out, check us out at all the Carolina Alehouse locations, and uh, you guys will get a glimpse at exactly what it is I'm talking about. Uh, it's also game day, guys. The Artcock, South Carolina taking on Presbyterian. My prediction's locked in. I've got 14-3. to three. I think the Gamecocks will get a big dub today uh, as South Carolina continues their revenge tour, if you will. PC, of course, one of the teams that inexplicably beat the Gamecocks in the midweek um, last year, so. Uh, guys, also the spring roster, um, you know, we posted a picture this morning. That has dropped. That has been announced, if you will. We'd love to get your thoughts, your reactions to that. Um, whatever you guys want to discuss. Again, 843-790-3377. If you'd like to get your questions, comments, calls in before Shane Beamer speaks to the media at 1230, we, again, will be tuned into that. I would assume... I would assume knowing Beamer, he'll probably go about 30 minutes or so. Um, I don't think that, that feels kind of long. So I think it'll be probably 30 minutes max, but I have no idea. So we shall see what happens. But uh, really excited to hear what Shane Beamer's got to say at 1230 today. And of course, like I said, guys, we will uh, stream that live right here. Uh, a total of 179 players 
entered the transfer portal on Monday. Uh, college basketball side of things, not college football. College basketball, 179 players into the portal. Of course, two were Gamecocks. Two were Gamecocks in Javon Benson and Trayvon Minot. So, Chase Floyd, what's up, my guy? Austin Miller, who would you like to see at running back one coming out of spring practice? And Austin, when you look at it this way, and something I didn't realize, Juju McDowell and uh, Mario Anderson, the Newberry transfer, those are the only two scholarship running backs on the roster coming into spring ball. Okay. So when you look at the running back position, I'll tell you this. You asked me, Austin, who would I like to see at RB1 coming out of spring practice? I don't think it matters. I'm here to tell you I don't think it matters. Here's why I'm saying that. I don't think your starting running back is currently on your roster. I like Juju a lot. He's not an every down back. Mario Anderson, hey, go Wolves! Go Wolves! Big Newberry guy, but I don't think he's going to be your every down back, man. I'm trying to keep expectations realistic for the D2 transfer. So, and then guys like Turbo Miller, DJ Twitty, Nathan Harris Wainick. It's fun to talk about them, but realistically, let's be realistic. Are they every down ball carriers in the SEC? Probably not. So I think South Carolina will hammer the portal. By the way, I didn't mention Dontavious Braswell, the true freshman, but are you going to put it on the backs of a true freshman? Is Braswell the next Marcus Lattimore? I mean, maybe, but those expectations feel a bit lofty. So, so I think you will see South Carolina attack the transfer portal. We just saw yesterday kid from uh, Minnesota. Don't recall his name. Let's see. We can pull it up here. Kid from Minnesota entered the portal. Uh, Trey Potts. Potts rushed for 1,029 yards, nine touchdowns over the past two seasons. So maybe a guy like that. Somebody who has power five experience. Somebody who's carried the rock before in meaningful football games. I think you'll see the Gamecocks attack the portal when it opens May 1st. And so with that being said, I don't think you're starting running back when South Carolina takes on UNC. I don't think he's on the roster right now. I think that's somebody you're going to have to go out and find. So, I, you know, to answer your question, again, I just don't think it matters. It doesn't matter who the starting running back is coming out of the spring ball because that ain't going to be the starting running back going into the season. Brandon Warren said, I saw a post saying DK was working with the running backs. Brandon, who said that? Who said that? I'm just curious. Who said that? Per sources, my guy, cite your sources. Cite your sources. Who said that? Per sources. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Let's see. Uh, DGD, yeah, we had our pro day yesterday. Yes, we did. Yeah, we had our pro day yesterday. Is, is Pro Day something, DGD, you get excited about? I mean, I, I I don't really... I mean, it's okay. It's cool, I guess. But, you know, we don't have any... Do, I mean, trying to think, do we have any surefire first-rounders on our ball club that are, that are about to get picked? I don't know. Cam Smith. Cam Smith, I guess. Cam Smith, yeah. Let me come correct. Cam Smith is definitely a surefire, I would say, first-rounder. Anyways, 843-790-3377, guys. Uh, phone lines are wide open. You guys seem half asleep. How can you not be fired up today? 
It's the start of spring football. The boys are back. The boys are back. Wake up, Gamecock Nation. Wake up, slapdicks. Football's back. I told you, I think the slapdicks go into hibernation during the offseason. I think a lot of the slapdicks, they just, they just, they, I think a lot of the slapdicks don't open the Twitter app from January or maybe mid-January to beginning of August. And then from there, it is slap dickery away, my friend. Slap dickery unstoppable. But right now, it's been calm. The Twitter app's been calm, which has been nice. Let me say that. It's been nice. You know, it's nice not having people try to cancel you on a daily basis, day in, day out. But, you know, hasn't been quite as as, uh, as crazy. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Either way. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to the phone lines here. From Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. To accept, press. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. I just finished eating lunch. I had Zaxby's for lunch. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Wow. <laughs> that is, that is, that, that was a hell of a lunch then. What'd you have from Zaxby's? The usual boneless wings and things and some sort of nuclear, extra fries, extra seasoning, and a lot of Zaxby's sauce. A lot of Zaxby's sauce. Love that. Love that, Robbie. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. Oh, it was. It was absolutely delicious. But uh, it is officially spring practice. It is officially spring practice as of today. It is, man. Yeah. Beamer speaking to the media in 15 minutes, man. And I I honestly, there's probably some people that are nervous about this year with all the pieces that we've lost. But like I always say, just trust Beamer and let Beamer cook. Just let Beamer in the kitchen and let him cook. He knows what he's doing. I feel like people forget who his daddy is sometimes. You big, you big uh, Frank Beamer guy? Oh, dude, yeah. Whenever he was at, whenever he was at uh, Virginia Tech, I loved watching Virginia Tech. And he's basically coaching the same way his dad did at Virginia Tech. <clears throat> Using all three right. facets of, to all three facets of the game to beat you: offense, defense, and special teams. And last year was pro- was we proved that we can beat you all in all three phases by using special teams. Offense and defense. So, <clears throat> I'm really curious to see how the defense looks this year. Because mm. Cam Smith is gone. Rush is gone. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm curious to who's going to step up to be the vocal leaders on the defensive side of the ball. That's a great point. Yeah, who's going to be the leader of the defense, right? I mean, I you know, I've, I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of chatter. I think a lot of folks are giving Clayton White the benefit of the doubt. And that, that's fine. I mean, has he earned it? Sure. I like Clayton White a lot, but I'm worried about the defense. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit nervous about it. 
Um, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. when you look at the realistic, like when you realistically look at our, our lack of depth at the edge position and linebacker mm-hmm. still a major question mark. I mean, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I have, we all have very, very high hopes for Pup Howard. I, I think the, the addition of Jerron Willis is big from Ole Miss and Stone Blanton, I think will be a really solid player, but so, I mean, even if linebacker's solid, I mean, the, the edge position, defensive front, and then the secondary. And, and I know that, you know, don't doubt Torian Gray. Let Torian Gray cook. But, I mean, when you're replacing guys like Cam Smith and Darius Rush, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, it's, 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 it's ignorant to think there wouldn't be somewhat of a drop off. I mean, it just, right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. At least early, at, le- at least early, at least early, right? So, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think that – and the problem is just how the front half of the schedule sets up. Like, we're going against a dangerous UNC team week one. We got Georgia week three. Yeah. We got to deal with Tennessee and their high-flying offense in the first half of the year. So, it's like, are we going to be ready? You know, Mississippi State with Will Rogers back. Like, our, our, Is our defense – I'm what's crazy to think about, <clears throat> even with the problems we've had on offense over the last couple of mm-hmm. years, new O.C., I'm more worried about the defense and the offense. I'm more worried about defense. Same here. I'm I, I'm a little more worried about the defense because because we have not done too great at stopping the run. And of course, it's cliche: if you stop the run and get them in obvious passing downs. And you're prepared for them when it's pretty easy whenever you know what's coming. But if you allow an offense to get cooking and they're mixing it up on you, you're screwed. Right. Unless you, unless you by some miracle make adjustments at the half and then you shut them down. Yeah. I mean, it's just even, even with the guys like we had last year, like stopping the run has been just such an issue for us. And now the secondary might take a step back. So I I, I don't know. Again, I, I, you know, I trust Clayton white. I know that's where, where fans will, will blindly go is, you know, trust Clayton white, let him cook, whatever. But it's, it's a real concern. I think. Yeah. It's a real concern. I, I do believe so. I mean, if you're not, if, and, and honestly, I think I feel like sometimes having concern is a good thing because it kind of helps you prepare for the next time something, the next time something goes awry, you're ready for it, you're, and you're able to fix it. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you figure that out, if we figure that out, then I think we'll be okay. I mean, like I've like I've always said, and I'll always say this: regardless of who steps on that field in the fall, okay, you still got to play the game, and someone's got to win, and someone's got to lose. Wise words as always. On the winning side. 
As always, we're hoping that we're on the winning side more than none. So, more than not. So, it doesn't matter about who's better on paper. Just got to go out there and still play the dad dumb game. That so. is that is true, Robbie. You are very correct. Somebody's got to win, and somebody has to inevitably lose. That is a fact. Yeah. And you don't win a game on paper. Don't win a game on paper. So what if, so what if NC State's a one-and-a-half point favorite over South Carolina? Who gives a damn? They, we still got to play the game. It doesn't matter. You still got to play the game and just let the chips fall where they may. Because we are going to have uh, some ups and downs this year. That I can guarantee. Because I've looked at the schedule, and the first three, the first, the first two of the first three games are going to be difficult. Because we're, we're traveling to Charlotte to play the Tar Heels. And then we're playing Furman in week two, and then we travel to Athens. So two of our first three games are going to be some difficult games. Mm -hmm. But I think I think I think we'll be all right. Just I think one of the things that is going to be kind of a little it's going to take some time is for these young guys to get confident. Okay, which it shouldn't be hard for you to get a guy confident if he's playing football. Okay. But you've got to make them. You got to make them believe in themselves. If you make them believe in themselves and believe in each other, no matter what the season throws at them, they'll be ready for it. So, <clears throat> and I have us winning tonight in the baseball game. By the way, gotcha. Eight to three. Eight to three. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll definitely get the dub. I, I, I think that uh, South Carolina's proven this is not going to be – it's not going to be like last year. I mean, we, like we, we, year. Might, we might lose yeah. a midweek game. You know, we've got Charlotte. We've got UNC. So, that, there's some midweek games we could lose. But I, I don't think you're going to see us mm -hmm. losing teams like PC and the Citadel yeah. and, uh, and others. So, Yeah, for sure. Travi says, and more importantly, we have to attack. That's what he says. We have to attack. We have to attack. Exactly. I was fixing to say, attack them. I don't give a darn what. I don't care. In any sport, attack them. Because if you attack them and you keep them on the defense, the whole on 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 the fin the whole time, they ain't gonna know what to do. They ain't gonna be they ain't gonna be able to adjust if you're constantly attacking. Exactly. And I found out today, today, that his welcome home that Beamer's welcome home tour. Okay. Okay. One of the dates. It is my birthday. And that date, he's going to be in Somerville. Wow. So May 17th, he'll be in Somerville. Wow. And on your, <clears throat> on your birthday? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah. So, I'm assuming yeah. you'll go. Um, and, 
Well, yeah, one way or another. Yeah, I don't know way to get. I don't. Only thing is, I got. I don't know where he's gonna be. <laughs> I I know he's gonna be in Somerville. I just don't know where at in Somerville. Well, you got to find him, my guy. I'll I'll I'll, I'll find it one way or another. I will find it for sure, for sure. So and uh, all these people giving Lamont Paris crap, you need to stop it. Okay, stop it. All right. I've said this before too. Being a coach is not easy, no matter what sport it is, because you've got to coach and recruit. And you got to practice, and you got to do all kinds of other crap. So being a coach in a sport is not easy, okay? So cut him some slack and let him just do what he can. Just let him build, okay? It's going to take a minute, all right? And if you're going to be a negative Nancy, don't bother commenting on stuff like that. Just let him do what he's getting paid to do. And he's only, and he can only do he's going to do the best he can, obviously. And I think it's crazy that there's people that want him fired after just one year. That is insane, <clears throat> in my opinion. Indeed. Robbie, we're about to jump on to Shane Beamer, my friend. I appreciate you calling in. It's always a pleasure to chat no problem, with you. Buddy, no problem. An electric part of my day, as always, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a great rest of the day. Hey, appreciate you, Robbie. Take care, my friend. Uh, I wanted to get to this, guys, because we had someone comment it, and it's true. Went to the website. This is per the state, at GoGameCox on Twitter. Receiver to carry on Joiner. Worked with the running backs during the brief portion of Tuesday's practice that was open to reporters. Joyner worked through ball security drills alongside Juju McDowell and Newberry transfer Mario Anderson. The converted quarterback has spent the bulk of the last three years at receiver, but has been used as a wildcat runner in spurts. Hmm. To carry on Joyner at running back. Who brought that up last week? Very interesting. I, I think it, it just, it makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. He's an athlete. At least give it a look. Even if he's not going to, just give him a look. Why not give him a look? Never know. Just give him a look. Right? He's an athlete. It seemed like every time he touched the ball last year, good things happened. He made plays. Carolina scored. Why not give him a chance? Why not just give him the look at running back? Worst case, you just move him back to wide receiver, right? You keep using him how you were using him last year, but I definitely think in the spring with, with the lack of, of bodies there, to be frank, I think giving to carry on Joyner a shot, it's it's a no-brainer. I think it's an absolute no-brainer to give Joyner a look. I'm glad they're doing so based off of the first day of spring ball. Guys, Shane Beamer about to take the podium here. Shane Beamer is about to take the podium, and yeah, Bruin Nation, from all info I've heard, we're we're needing to hit the portal hard for running back in the end. I, I mean, realistically, Bruin Nation, I mean, nobody wants to, to say it because nobody wants to, you know, th th there's a lot of folks that don't want to be brutally honest about things, but I, I'll just say, I mean, South Carolina, you could argue were losers in the portal. They were. When you look at who you lost in the portal, 
from the Jaheim Bells, the, the Marshawn Lloyds, the Jordan Birches, the Gilbert Edmonds. Those hurt. And I, I know you picked up some nice pieces, but you maybe calling you a loser in the portal is too aggressive, but the portal hurts you. Like, the, the portal hurts you. Yes, Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells came back, but the portal hurts you. No, no there's, no, there's no debating it. There's absolutely no debating it. So, and we missed on some guys, flat out. Flat out, we missed on some guys. We missed on, um, what was the dude that went to Arkansas? The, the, the Missouri transfer, right? We missed out on him. We, we, we missed out on a bunch of running backs. I mean, we, 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 the portal bit us. The portal bit us. There's no question. So, they're going to have to hit it hard yet again, and, and, and hopefully they will, you know, I trust Beamer will go out there and get the guys we need. But, uh, it, yeah, it's, I mean, Bruin Nation, it's, it's vital, man. It, it's vital. We got, yeah, Trajan Jeffcoat. That's who I couldn't remember his name there for a second. But yeah, it's uh it is absolutely pivotal that we go uh, get those guys. Okay, let's uh let's go ahead and get Beamer. He is starting now. Let me share this on the screen. Uh, all of our players, uh coaches, staff had a great spring break. It was good to get away for uh, a little bit of time and then to be able to uh, get back at it. So obviously there was a ton of energy coming off spring break and um, and being back out there on the field. I thought for a first day it was it was good. There's a lot of first days that I've been a part of that are you know sloppy with pre-snap penalties and can't get the snap and stuff like that. We did we did not have that. Thought it was very very clean. Obviously a lot of work to do, but uh, good to finally be back out there on the field and and run around. Uh, with those guys as well. I think our guys are in great shape. That showed, you know, today. I think it was the first day of spring practice last year. We had two or three guys that had uh, suffered some hamstring uh, injuries that really kept them out the rest of spring practice. And um, unless I miss something, I don't think we had a single injury issue that popped up today as well. So that's a credit to our players, credit to Luke Day and, and his staff. They did a great job in the month of January, months of January and February from a, um, a winter workout, winter program standpoint to get stronger, which we did, and then also to be in shape uh, a little bit uh, or be a little bit better prepared for spring practice as well. We did a little bit more running as a team in January and February this year than we did previous years and think it showed uh, showed today as well. You know, going back to the offseason program, looking at some results of what we had, our average uh, bench press on the football team uh, uh, improved by 34 pounds was the average uh, for all of our players as well. We had 56 of our guys hit new top speeds uh, so we felt we got faster as a football team uh, this offseason as well and made gains and all the other uh, um, uh, me metrics that we test in the weight room as well so proud of our guys and how they work down there in the weight room the last two months and then proud of them with the way they performed out there on the field today so a lot of work to do but excited about getting started as well and uh, also to, speaking of getting started wanted to wish coach Staley and her team good luck this week as they uh, get started on the uh, uh, in the NCAA tournament and uh, going and, and winning another championship as well so need to get six more wins uh, as well. So we'll be cheering hard for them uh, like all Gamecocks are. So questions that y'all have? Shane, I know that, you know, installing a new offense is going to be a whole thing, maybe even through the season, but specifically because you have such limited running backs, what do you have to kind of hold back from putting it in the spring to say you got to wait maybe until more personnel gets in? 
Not a lot, really, to be honest with you, Dave. I mean, scheme-wise, nothing really would, would change. Are there things that uh, maybe are a little bit better suited for bigger backs, if you will? Sure. Uh, but, you know, we feel like with all the running backs that we have right now that they can do everything that we want to do from a schematic schematic standpoint. So so not a much, not much. What what you got to do, and it's not just at running back, but there are some other positions where we're a little bit thin numbers-wise. You just got to be smart about how much you're asking guys to do and things like that as well. We've got to be very cognizant of that. But, no, we're we're trying to throw uh, as much at them right now. Let's figure out what we're good at offensively, defensively, and special teams and, and continue to narrow down on that as we go through spring practice and, and into the season. Shane, after one day of practice, are you able to share a two deep anything like that in terms of who's going to start game one against North Carolina? I'm sure you guys, when we did a couple of the things at the beginning of practice, I'm sure you guys were writing and tweeting feverishly when you saw who went out with the first group and second group and all that as well. Not really, but I'll tell you, Colin, exactly what I told the team this morning at 7.30 a.m. in our team meeting. There is no depth chart right now. There's a there's a group that went out there today first primarily by because of experience and who were the returning guys. Um, and after that, it's we talk about competition in this program all the time. After that, it's all about what uh, they do. So we're evaluating everything, and that depth chart will constantly, constantly change. And there's a lot of really good, uh, a lot of competition at all positions, but quite a few, a few you know, in particular that I think uh, will be really uh, uh, good battles here this spring. And we saw DeCarion taking the working a little bit with the running backs there. Have you talked to him about what his role might look like, and is that something you could foresee coming through spring and then into fall camp? I think DeCarion is a not think I know that DeCarion's a guy that uh, good things happen when the ball is in his hands, whether it's running it, catching it, throwing it. There's a lot of different things that we can do with him. So one, you know, DeCarion being able to do some stuff at at running back. Um, is um, the, kind of the next step of some of the things we did with him last year, playing some quarterback and the year before uh, also playing receiver. So he's still a receiver. Uh, he was doing some things at running back uh, uh, today as well. And with him, we've kind of told him it's, 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 it's his uh, – we'll go at his pace. You know, I met with him about a month ago just trying to figure out all the different ways we can get you on the field. And he knows – running back or he knows receiver he's been doing that since I've been the head football coach here let's experiment a little bit with you just getting natural at being able to play you know some running back as well and and I think it'll you know present problems for you know defenses uh as well because here's a guy that can line up at quarterback here's a guy that can line up at receiver here's a guy that can line up at running back and uh just continuing to try and find ways to to get him the ball so he is a receiver he'll continue to work at some quarterback but this is just something that we just wanted to um, experiment with a little bit, which can help us as we go into the season. And goes back to David's question. I mean, we're very limited, as you guys know, at running back right now. So it gives us another body in that room and some experience in that room as well, because that's a young group. Uh, you mentioned some positions. Center is one. You're going to have a big pull to fill with Eric going. Kind of how you feeling about that now? And I think we saw Vershawn taking some snaps there. Where is the center position right now? So y'all were analyzing the depth chart and where guys were and stuff like that as well. Uh, center is something that really we go back to last season was a concern. I mean, I can remember sitting here in spring practice last season saying, who the heck's going to be our starting center? 
2023, and we better start working some guys because Hank Manos and Eric Douglas are, are graduating. Javon Gwynn is graduating. And uh, so that's something that we've been pr preparing for since last year. Uh, Vershawn and, and uh, Nick are the two guys that are primarily working there as well. But we've got other guys that have been doing things at center as well. So you can, you can never have too many of those guys um, that can obviously – make the calls that you have to make at the center position, direct traffic for the offense, and then be able to uh, snap the ball to the quarterback as well. So we're trying to develop as many as we can, but Nick and uh, Nick and Vershawn are kind of the two top guys there as we go into day one. Shane, as we overanalyze, you mentioned with the depth charts a little bit, uh, seeing Stone Blanton out there. Mm -hmm. I know you guys are very high on him, especially towards the end of the last season. Mm -hmm. We saw that snap count went up after that Vanderbilt game in particular. What has he done over the last couple months to really elevate his game, to put him in a situation where he is competing for a starting role this year? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's somebody I'm really proud of, and we had high hopes for him when we signed him. He did some good things last year as a true freshman, and we have high continue to have high hopes for as we go into the uh, 2023 and beyond. Uh, one, football is very important to him. He's really, really smart. I mean, it seemed like last year when he got here and we started preseason practice, I don't know if he ever left the building in the month of August. Some, you know, there's stories of him like sleeping up here at night and not even taking time to go back to the dorm because he just wanted to maximize his time in the facility watching tape and things like that. Um, he, he's, he's a really good baseball player. He's not playing baseball this spring, so he could get healthy and focus on football. And then he's all the, the things that I talked about in the weight room, Mike, that so many of our guys have done, he's right at the top of it with what he did from a – he's got uh, getting stronger – uh, leaning out a little bit, getting faster. He'll be the first to tell you that he needed to work on his speed and, and feel like he has, you know. So with Mo Kaba not – with Sherrod and Brad being gone, Mo Kaba not practicing right now and are not being fully cleared, it's a great opportunity for him to, uh, to jump in there and try and uh, seize a role at the linebacker position. Although I want to say done. Um, Right now, you know, Stone battled a little bit of a shoulder injury last year, so I think the baseball part of it for him was just getting healthy for one. Let's focus on football early. And, and Coach Kingston and I have had conversations about Stone, and, and Stone and I have been talking about baseball, you know, all throughout last football season as well in regards to what he wanted to do. So uh, he's, uh, he's talented at baseball. Um, he's really good at football. And, um, you know, I think he's – I think his passion right now is golf. He was telling me about his new clubs he got over spring break. So I think the golf is kind of maybe overtaking baseball in his mind too. <laughs> Half joking on that. So <laughs> he did get new clubs though. Coach uh, Lavoisier Carroll was out there today. What, what's his role um, going forward? And obviously not playing, but uh, what's that conversation like when he comes in and you have to? talk to him about ending his career and stuff like that. How, yeah. how tough is that? It's tough. And I screwed that up before the last time we met. I should have mentioned Lavoisier. It totally slipped my mind. Um, his status, I should have mentioned that to you guys. I know he put something out on social media. Hate it for him. Um, uh, that uh, That's not an easy conversation to have. So it's something that we have been looking at and, 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 and evaluating. And doctors came to the determination that it would be best for him not to continue to play so that was a uh, certainly a hard conversation any any competitor any athlete no matter what the sport hates to get told that it's ending and not on their terms of when you want your career to end so I'm myself and 
and uh, Clint Haggard, our head trainer, met with him down in Clint's office. And, and I told Lavoisier that day that just because he's not playing on Saturdays doesn't mean that his role on the football team is any different. He's still a valuable member of the football team, and he's handled it great. You know, it'd be very easy for a lot of guys to just disappear and go into a shell. I mean, he I don't think he's missed a single – workout, team activity, anything since he found out that he wasn't going to be able to uh, continue to play. He's still an active guy on this team, and I want him involved in, in everything that, that he can be. And he was out there today and, and very active. And, and you know, I hate that his football career has ended, but he's a great representative of our, of our program. A lot of people think a lot of him, and, and we're here to support him in any way uh, going forward. When you're installing a new offense like you guys are this spring, what, what's the approach? Do you throw a lot at them and see what sticks, or do you guys try to find just a couple things that work early on? How, how do you guys approach that? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And um, I think there's different thought processes to that, and I've been a part of both of places that I've been. Our mentality right now is throw as much at them um, as we can. And let's figure out not so much what sticks, but let's really challenge – the players and coaches mentally uh, and, and having to learn what we're doing. And, uh, but then also let's see what we're good at. You know, let's throw everything at them this spring, particularly early on. And as we realize, you know, we develop our personnel and we see what we do best, kind of narrow down what we're doing. And there's, there's quite a bit of new um, from last year, Hale, and there's a lot of carryover from last year, as well you know it's kind of a mix probably a little bit more new but there's quite a bit of carryover with some concepts and things like that terminology but we've tried to make it simpler tried to make it easier to communicate at the line of scrimmage things like that um but no we're uh, we're not going in there at a slow pace i mean today that we threw a lot at them today from an offensive standpoint um and, and, and made them think. And, and a lot of that we were able to because of the things that we're allowed to do in the months of January and February that we weren't allowed to do previously that the NCAA lets us do. So that helped us going into um, going into day one. But we'll continue to throw stuff at them. And then as we get through spring, let's figure out what we're best at and really hone in on that. I saw Kaba and Strawn and Spalding all just kind of out there not fully practicing, but just kind of what's the status on them? Is there any timeline for them kind of getting into full contact and things like that? No, I mean, we're optimistic that as they progress that they'll um, be able to do some things. I think each of their situations is a little bit different based on when they got hurt, when they had surgery, things like that as well. I wouldn't anticipate with all three of them, uh, any of them really being able to do full speed, 100% cleared before the end of spring practice, but we are – uh, we are optimistic that each of them will be able to do a little bit more each day um, as we go through the spring. Going to ask about that too, but as far as Dante Miller too, I guess is he his sort of eligibility resolved at this point? I mean, is he good to go? I guess what's kind of his status right now? He's not good to go. Um, it's something that we're still you know working on to get a final determination as well. Um, obviously, there's a process that that. Um, uh, requires we're going through the process right now nothing has been um, 100 percent resolved so right now we're you know hoping that he'll be able to, uh, to play and be eligible and prepared if he's not able to Donovan Westmore seemed to be getting some work with the edges today just what is that position going to look like in the spring and how big of an opportunity is it for guys like Brian Thomas and Desmond Umizulu and getting those reps yeah it's huge uh, with 
you know, Jordan Strawn uh, being out right now and and our depth issues at that position, it's uh, it's critical. Uh, Donovan's a guy that he's a really good football player. Uh, he did some things last year. He was a linebacker all last year, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, he was on the scout team for us for the most part. And there was there was quite a few times last year where we used him as like an edge rusher against certain teams um, to pre- to prepare for the other team. He would play some edge defensive end. So he and he did a good job of that rushing the passer. He's got some twitch and some knockback, and he's a really strong young man. Uh, so there's. It's a, it was a natural transition for him. Part of it was, you know, let's take a look at him and see how he best fits out there. And then also part of it was uh, we're thin at that position and we need some guys that can play the edge just so we can practice. Um, and it's it's big for Donovan. It's big for Desmond. It's big for Brian Thomas, Terrell Dawkins, all those guys, Tyreek Johnson, uh, to see who's going to kind of separate themselves at that position. And then who are the guys that we can count on? And do we need to go try and add to that after spring practice? Those are decisions that we're trying to make as well. And then we'll see what's best for Donovan. He's working at the edge right now, but he's uh, there's a lot of carryover between that and the linebacker position also where he could always end up back there too. Hey, Coach, it's year three. There's a lot of new faces. What's one thing about this group that excites you the most in the early going? Hmm, good question. Um, I think just uh, how hungry they seem and uh, and not satisfied um they're very it's a very you know business-like approach there's not a lot of bs with this group you know they they work they get their work done um it's not a knock on wood there's not a lot of issues outside this building that we're really having to deal with so that's what excites me is just the hunger the maturity and and uh, we got some great young men in this program and you got older guys that are back for another year that are that are leaders and, and Spencer has kind of taken on a, an even added role from a leadership position and he's taken that and ran with it so that um that excites me and then just all the you guys were out there this morning I mean just all the new faces um not just players but coaches and graduate assistants and analysts I mean there's a lot of a lot of new out there as well and every year is starting over and this year is no different but excited about the group of people but then also their their hunger and their mentality right now hey coach as you can see we've all created our storylines ahead of spring practices but I'm curious (laughs) what do you think the biggest storyline is as spring practice gets underway man um it's a good question. Probably just all the one, the new faces, and um, and uh, you know how do we continue to progress? Are we sitting around patting ourselves on the back last year because we won eight football games and, and finished nationally ranked, and and just assume that that it's going to be the same this year because we got a lot of guys back? Or are we realizing that every year is completely different and this is a completely new team and that we did some good things last year, but there's a lot that we have to get better at. And, um, you know, to me, the storyline is do we continue to attack those things that we have to get better at? And do we continue to get better as a, as a team while we integrate uh, so many new faces into this program? Shane, a lot of times when you sign a freshman quarterback, a lot of folks figured to be an automatic red shirt. Mm-hmm. So with Lenoris, do you guys see a chance for him to get on the field this year? And two, have you maybe talked with him about saying, if we can't get you in a quarterback, we could try you here? Is that a conversation you've had? 
I haven't, uh, honestly. I mean, there's not been a single conversation with Lenoris about being anything but a quarterback, and other than in recruiting, you know, because that question came up in recruiting from, you know, Lenoris and his family. Do you envision him being anything but a quarterback? And I said, one billion percent no I mean he is a quarterback period so if anybody's had that conversation with him it's not me and they're doing it without my knowledge so no he's a quarterback and, and I wouldn't assume anything I mean we want to give every young man an opportunity to uh, to play if they're ready to play and can help us like I mentioned a minute ago what the NCAA allows us to do in the, in, in the offseason you're able to get guys ready to play a little bit um, easier maybe than in years past and he is He's working his rear end off to try and learn everything that we're doing. Football is really, really important to him. He runs around with Pup Howard all the time, and they are all about football. And um, so he'll do everything in his power to get ready. And at that quarterback position, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks. Obviously, Spencer returns as a starter. Luke Doty's been a starter. And then there's a lot of other guys in there that are battling out to try and figure out how that quarterback room shakes out. So it's a challenge for us as coaches to get all those guys equal reps and get a good evaluation on all of them. But we've, we've, we haven't told anybody, here's what we think your role is going to be. It's do everything in your power to uh, play this season and, and help us. Shane, you promoted Lonnie Teasley to the full-time mm -hmm. offensive line coach. How, when you made that decision, how big was consistency there for you in terms of scheme and in recruiting? And, and how have you seen him kind of hit the ground running at that position? Yeah, uh, consistency was was certainly big. I wanted the best guy for the job, and I felt like Lonnie's relationship with the offensive line was really, really good. There was consistency from a recruiting standpoint as well. Uh, and then let's not you know forget about the – I wanted Greg Atkins here. I mean, Greg Atkins is one of the best offensive line coaches in the country, and, and I wanted Greg to be here a part of this as well. So, I mean, I made that clear – to both Lonnie and add both that I wanted them both here. And here's where I felt like we needed to go moving forward with Lonnie, you know, taking things over. Um, you know, there's talk of with how, what analysts are allowed to do in practice and from a coaching standpoint, how that roles could change. I was certainly thinking about that uh, when I made that decision. Uh, and then also keep in mind too, Colin, like whoever, whatever I did, um, Dow Hoggins needed to feel good about it as well. I mean, most times when an offensive coordinator comes in, if he's going to bring somebody with him, it's usually an offensive line coach that he's got a background with. And he really didn't know Ad or Lonnie. And, um, you know, Dow and I talked about it. We went on a recruiting trip. I think we were out on a plane somewhere and we were on the school plane and it was me, Lonnie and Dow. And I made them sit separately and I got as far away from him as possible on the plane trip just so the two of them could just talk and get to know each other and um Dow felt really good about Lonnie and that that his feelings have only grown I think Dow's really excited about him and uh, Lonnie's fantastic he's he had background as an offensive line coach before he came here as an analyst he had done it before I uh, saw the way that he related with recruits the way that he related with our offensive line and um you know, felt like it would be a really good transition and, and so far, you know, so good. Or so far, so good. Yeah. You guys go from just Nate at the Gator Bowl to now you've got eight new guys in the yeah. tight end room. So just how do you manage having that many new faces at one position group? And, you know, have there been any standouts yeah. or surprises from that group so far? No, that's a challenge, too. We, it's a good thing. We've got a lot of quarterbacks, and we're trying to figure out how to get them all reps. And we've got a lot of tight ends that we're trying to get them all reps. And, and it's a really – it's a really cool group um, that we have to work with there. Just uh, hard workers, unique skill sets. You've got 
athleticism and length. I mean, you guys were out there and watched us practice and play, obviously, last year. That group looks different than what that tight end group last year looked like. They looked like eight real tight ends. Not that what we did have last year wasn't real tight ends. I don't mean to say that, but we had guys that were more of HVAC type bodies and things like that. These guys are your more conventional tight ends that are athletic and can run. And, um, you know, I don't know standouts. I mean, I think they all flash today. You've got uh, true freshmen. You've got SEC transfers. You've got uh, a guy and Josh that transferred from Western Kentucky that made a lot of plays at Western Kentucky. So I'm, we're excited about uh, that group and and uh, how they can help us not just on offense but but special teams as well the more of those guys you have those body types the better and and that's a good group that we have right now Shane you talked about the uh, energy of the players I saw coach Loggins bringing a lot of energy today uh, what kind of effect does that have on players when they see a new coach coming in and getting after it like that I think a lot um, you know that's what we want to be about we talk about positive energy in this program a lot and and I'm sure Dow had a nice, relaxing spring break like we all did, and he was itching to hit the field this morning. You know, that's what we, we love. We love being out on the field. I mean, that's why we do what we do. There's a lot of reasons I coach, but being out there on the field with the players is, is right at the top. So to be able to get back out there on the field was, was awesome. And, and he, he, uh, he is that. He has a lot of energy, and he's shown that since he got here as well in recruiting and in meetings. He's really got a great personality, and he's been a great fit for what we're trying to do here. And, Excited to continue to work with him. Chance saw Pete Jenkins out there working with the offense, or excuse me, the defensive line. I guess just having a guy like that around at practice, as you just hanging out for a couple of days. And I guess what was that kind of like having a guy like that at, at practice and working with those guys? Yeah, he's um, you know he's been doing it for a long, long time and has a relationship with Jimmy, so he kind of makes uh, his annual uh, trek to Columbia. He was here last year, and I want to say he was year, here the year before, maybe in the summertime. But here, you know, he's just uh, – he, he, he arrives and, and spends, you know, two or three days, and you really hardly ever see him. He's, he sits back there in that defensive line meeting room, and it's like his old cubby back there and just works to try and figure out ways to make us better coaches and, and things like that as well. And, and uh, he's worked with a lot of great defensive line coaches and defensive line men uh, over the years and, and happy to – he's a great guy and happy to have him here. I'm guessing there aren't a lot of specifics you can share about the three guys who are suspended, but can you give any kind of detail or anything about what needs to happen for them to, to get back with the team and kind of where that is? Not really. All that's above my head right now. That's not a decision. That's a university decision, and, and I have bosses, and there's processes that, the processes that those guys uh, go through within the university and outside the university as well. So right now, neither of the three are, are – uh, um, involved in our program and, um, you know, thinking of them and support them and, and here for them. But right now they're not a part of the program. And, and uh, I think what I said a couple weeks ago was don't anticipate them being back with us at any point soon. And, and I stand by that right now. Shane, um, speaking about just Darius Rush and just looking back over the last couple of years, Jalen Foster, Carlos Patel, you just think of the different defensive backs who have really been able to take the opportunities that you guys have given them and been able to run with it. What has it been about with Torian Gray and Clayton White and, and just being able to have these guys pick up a defense so quickly but also be able to grow at the same time so that they can be able to raise their draft stock? Yeah. No, uh, great point. Uh, question. I was just – we had a handful of recruits that were out there today and 
one of them was a really, really talented defensive back. And I was having that exact same conversation with him about the development of our defensive backs. And it's a testament to Torian Gray. He's the best defensive backs coach in the world. And I have no doubt in my mind about that. And the way that he teaches, <clears throat> the way those guys work, the way that he's been able to develop them. And then give credit to them as well. But uh, just he, he puts a lot of time into it. You know, he, he really, Torian, I mean, really, 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 works at it and uh, to develop his guys and he's got a great connection with them and it's a track record it's not just here it's wherever he's been Virginia Tech Florida you name it coaching in the NFL and and just the way that those guys he co the guys that he coached in the NFL the guys that he coached in college the way they the way they talk about him so he coaches them hard he's really demanding he holds them accountable but uh, we want to bring players in here that are really good talented really good uh, players and talented, but we have to develop them. And there's no question in my mind that Torian, with Clayton's leadership, does a great job of, of developing our, all of our defensive backs. Kind of sticking with the player you're losing in the NFL, you're replacing Zach Pickens in the middle. Obviously, Tonka's hurt right now with defensive tackle. Kind of where is that position? Is there anybody working out there who maybe hadn't been last year or in the fall? No. Um, nobody knew uh, there right now. Obviously, it's Boogie Huntley's played a lot of football for us, and, and Boogie's kind of the leader of that group, you know, right now, particularly with Tonka being out. And, and, uh, but then there's young guys that it's time for them to take the next step. Uh, T.J. Sanders, uh, Jamal Weiss, Demetrius Watson, uh, DeAndre Martin, you know, that's Elijah Davis coming in. You know, we brought him in here for a reason. So those guys are really into a, in, a, in a battle to see who's going who's gonna to separate themselves. And I've seen them all – in practice the last couple of years uh, flash and, and show signs. And now it's time, I've told them in the team meeting this morning, now it's time for them to take that next step. You know, don't just be great in the weight room. It's time to take that weight room and everything else with your development to the field uh, also. And um, so we're excited about the next group of those young guys. Tonka and Boogie are kind of the old guys in that room. And then let's see who, who, who takes the next step uh, with that younger group. Wow. All right. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great week. Thank you. Okay, that was Shane Beamer speaking after today's practice. I think a lot of interesting tidbits there as he breaks everything down and gives us some uh, some insight on day one of practice and just spring practice as a whole. Guys, we will keep it rolling for the next 15 minutes or so. Uh, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Yeah, we'll keep it rolling before we jump into our first break of the day. <clears throat> We'd love to hear from you all. Anything stand out? Anything stand out from what Shane Beamer had to say? You know, I thought everything pretty much was status quo. Uh, I know Bruin Nation is very, very passionate about Lenora Sellers. I see the latest comment. Very passionate about Lenora Sellers and his future with the Gamecocks being uh, 
what are you a fan of his high school? I think Bruin Nation, right? Bruin, the Bruins is where he played. Uh, anyways, yeah, um, really interesting stuff from Shane Beamer, and uh, just excited that spring ball has officially gotten underway. So, really, really good stuff. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That is eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven here on this Tuesday, March the 14th, 2023. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, make sure you check out the TDC Questions channel. We just dropped our exclusive merch that we will have at all of our tour locations at the Carolina Ale House Spring Tour. Very excited for this merchandise. Again, it is going to be an exclusive piece of merchandise uh, on the tour. And uh, the only way, again, you can get it is either being, I'll say this, if you're part of the Big Cock Club, you'll have the opportunity to buy the, buy the shirt as well. But if you're not, you have to come to the tour date. We will sell these shirts in person. We'll sell them in person. Uh, anyways, guys, I thought it was really exciting stuff. Great stuff from Shane Beamer. Uh, just the challenge, obviously, of a new spring and a new season. And, <clears throat> you know, that was one of my big storylines. New year, new expectations. You know, new year, new expectations. Um, you know, continuing to continuing to, um, you know, move the program forward and and push guys to not not settle, not 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 uh, not feel like you you've made it or anything. Rest on your laurels, right? Just because you're ranked and just because you you beat your arch rival, what have you? They're trying to elevate the program to the next level. So really, really exciting stuff. I, I will say this, guys. When I hear Shane Beamer talk about the players <clears throat> that need to step up at the edge position, when I hear him talk about players that are at the defensive tackle spot. I, I, I get nervous. I'll be honest with you. I get nervous. I, I I really do. Because you can sit here and say, you know, we need certain guys to step up. But these are guys, a couple of them, that have been on campus a couple of years, and it's like maybe they just are who they are. So I, I think going out, getting quality bodies, getting quality bodies, uh, it's going to be a must. It, it's going to be a must, bottom line. Um, <clears throat> at the edge position, at the running back position, you know, at your other areas of deficiencies, if you will. So I think it's really important. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see who they go get. But, uh, yeah. Ruination went to school with with daughter. Brother also in her class. He's a top wide receiver in state. I've followed him since eighth grade. Kid is all quarterback. I've known his family since high school. Okay, nice. Very nice. Brandon Wagner, our D-line is about to be weak AF unless our freshmen develop fast. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be depending on a lot of young guys. We're going to be depending on a lot of young guys. For Bruin Nation, I just don't get why media always assumes a freshman quarterback should convert to another position. Bruin, did I miss the part of the question? Was, that, was the reporter saying he should convert? Or was he asking Beamer, have people said that? I mean, I, as far as I know, he's a quarterback. And that's it. I mean... Well, I, I don't even know why there'd be discussion of him of him switching positions. Dwayne says, it seemed obvious to me that he's going to seek to add to the running back room. Yeah, for sure, Dwayne. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, again, you, you almost have to. I didn't even know Turbo Miller was having eligibility issues. So, I mean, you, you, you don't really have a choice. It would be, dude, it would be irresponsible to go into the season with the current state of the running back room. It'd be irresponsible to not add another player, right? So I, I fully expect them to do so. 
I think listening to Beamer's comments, it's obvious that they're going to do so. And I'll be excited to see who they're able to snag from the portal. Uh, Chad Goblin, he asked, have they talked to him about it? Okay, okay, they did. Okay. Uh, Okay, The, the, the reporter asked that. Yeah, that was a slapdick question. Chad, how many players can we take in the portal? I'm not exactly sure the number, Chad, but uh, they'll make room. If we can go out and get some big-time guys to help us, they will make room. Uh, Travi, wonder if Keenan Nelson Jr. will take major strides in the secondary. We certainly need him to do so, yeah. But uh, I I thought not surprising what Beamer had to say about Torian Gray, best defensive backs coach in the world, he said. Uh, So you got to feel good about the secondary. You got to feel good about those guys being developed by Torian Gray and you know, that's one thing I will say. I've got my I've got my questions about the secondary and, uh, you know, what type of step forward will they make and, and some guys coming into some certain roles, if you will. But, uh, you know, I, I, I do trust in Torian Gray, and I think that you will see him get the absolute best out of our guys that are back there. So, 843-790-3377, guys. It's 843-790-3377. Again, in case you missed it, Shane Beamer also – uh, sharing more information on the guys that are suspended says he can't share details on what will happen for the three suspended what will need to happen for the three suspended players to rejoin the Gamecocks football team. He says neither of the three are involved with our program. I think they're done. Um, I'd be shocked if they're not, to be honest with you. From the way he talks about it, from the way he talks about it, I, I just, I don't know. Mm-mm. Let's see. Also, guys, we dropped our uh, 2023 TSUS Bracket Challenge. You guys want to jump into that? Be sure to do so. The Bracket Challenge. Our group name is Let Lamont Cook. Let Lamont Cook. So, games officially get going on Thursday. Be sure to join the Bracket Challenge today. We've also got an exclusive Big Cock Club Bracket Challenge that's really excited for you. Win that. Hey, you win that, and uh, you win a free piece of merch. So, Travi, damn Shane, to be honest, it does not sound good. It does not sound good. You are correct. It does not sound good. Doesn't sound good for those three guys. Not at all. I think their football careers at University of South Carolina are probably done. So, anyways, guys, anything stand out to you from what Shane Beamer had to say? Anything specifically jump out that, uh, you know, you found interesting? I think it was pretty much pretty much par for the course. You know, n- nothing, nothing too crazy, nothing too wild. But, uh, you know. I do think the carry-on joiner working out at running back. Um, I do think the carry-on joiner working out at running back is interesting, to say the least. Let's see. Clem sucks having their pro day today. John Edward, love that you joined the uh, bracket challenge. Travi, wonder why he didn't mention Xavier McLeod. Uh, why should he have Travi? I mean, what? What? Um, I mean, I'm just I'm asking that genuinely. I, I you know, why? Why? You know, was there anything specifically he should have mentioned? You surprised he didn't hit on? Um. Yeah, Trevi, I I definitely hate 
the guys that were suspended, I, I think at minimum two of the three would have made an impact. I think Anthony Rose is probably a starter in your secondary. And uh, I think that uh, Monique Rames would have definitely played on the defensive line. Bruin Nation, go to Twitter. Go to our Twitter. I, I tweeted about the the bracket. You, you, if you scroll down a little bit, it's a couple of tweets down, but uh, yeah. It's a couple of tweets down, but you'll see it. So, Braddock843, what other positions were they thinking for Lenoris outside of quarterback Braddock? They, they're not moving him. It's that's, I don't know why that's even a thing. I agree with Bruin Nation. I don't get why that's a thing where you even, I don't know why that person would even ask that. I really don't. I really don't. I have no clue why they would ask that. So, but uh, anyways, guys, like I said, pretty much standard, pretty much status quo for Shane Beamer today. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's you know it's it's a bit tough. You know what what, what spring ball and the spring game and all that. What it really provides us is an opportunity to just talk South Carolina football, right? To, to kind of reopen, to reopen conversation, to reopen conversation, right? But it's tough because we're not behind closed doors. We're not really watching practice, if you will. But, you know, the Dowell-Loggins era begins, right? The Dowell-Loggins era begins. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, for a while there, it was pure madness. You know, Dowell-Loggins, the rumors are flying around. Who's the next O.C.? He gets hired. We all react to it. Then, of course, the Garrett Riley stuff happens at Clem Sucks. We then, it's like the scab was reopened. We re-react to it, and we freak out all over again. Now things have settled. The dust is settled, right? And we're not going to know anything until toe meets leather uh, in early September when the Gamecocks start their season against UNC. But, you know, this, this, this is the OC hire that is going to go a long way in shaping the the future of the Shane Beamer era at South Carolina. I mean, it is. There's just no other way to spin it, right? This is the one that has to work, right? Dabble Loggins has to be a success. He has to be. Not you hope he is. He has to be. He has to be the right guy. He absolutely has to be the right guy. I mean, I, I, I've told you guys before, I think a lot of the Shane Beamer era, it's not just going to be judged on are you winning games, right? Winning games is above all else. If you're going 12-0, and 0, hey, nobody's going to care if you if you score 22 points a game. It's not going to matter because you went undefeated. But in these early years, while you're building your program, right, when you're still kind of in that 7-5, and 8-4, and four, maybe 9-3 and three area, if you will, winning with some style and winning with offense, it matters to people, right? We can live with going seven and five, eight and four every year if you're scoring 40 points per game. It's fun. It's a fun product. It's fun to watch. But what we saw 10 of 12 games last year, it's just not going to fly, right? And I know this is something we will just continue to talk about over and over and over and over again as we get closer and closer to kickoff. But uh, it's a big storyline for spring, for sure, because they'll start to, you know, they'll, they'll start to, uh, you know, to, to put their fingerprints on it, if you will. They'll start to install new things, new packages uh, for the offense. And, you know, it's excited to see maybe, just maybe the spring game will give us a glimpse of what it looks like. I, I will say this. I will say this. You know, normally, normally you'd say, eh, spring game, you're not going to learn a lot. But I tell you what, the spring game last year was nothing but dink and dunk, swing pass, boring. Boring. Was it not? 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. And then what happened the first 10 games? It was damn near the exact same thing. So I, I, I wonder if they'll look to make the spring game a little bit more on the entertaining side this year. Maybe try to show some flashes, show some show some things off a little bit. Because, you know, we thought last year, hey, it's just a spring game. And it was. It's just a spring game. But we saw a lot of those swing passes and those same things we saw in that spring game that were boring as hell. We saw that in the first 10 games. And it didn't work. It didn't work. So, let's see. Travi, you wonder how many Muschamp guys we have left on the program. I genuinely, Travi, have no idea. I genuinely have no idea. Rubination says, Lenoris is better than Doty and Dak at quarterback right now. I think he and Bailey will battle in 24 for QB1. They very well may do so, Rubination. The quarterback room is crowded, to say the least. I think you'll probably see one or two guys hit the portal out of the quarterback room after spring ball. I think once guys sort of figure out where they are, on the depth chart, where they are, I think once we figure that, or once they figure that out, I think you're going to see some movement there. But, I mean, every 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 team, you know, every team is going to have movement. The, the, the transfer portal, when it reopens May 1st, it's going to be another huge influx of guys that will hit the portal. So, Brendan M., wish I could go on tour, but I'm out of, I'm out of a car. Brendan, I'll come pick you up, my guy. I'll come pick you up. Ruination, it's just crazy for me to think that Braden Davis is going to hit the portal. After all the hype and hoopla around Braden Davis. Braden Davis just gone, just like that. So you think Braden Davis is just gone. His career ended before it ever got started, if that's the case. Wild. Just wild. Uh, let's see. John Edwards got Alabama, Duke, Houston, and Kansas. And it's fine. Of course you have Duke, John Edwards, you homer. (laughs) 
John Edward, the noted Duke fan. Guys, that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our first break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Bruin Nation says, I think Bailey's past him, speaking of Braden Davis, and he wants to go play. I really think Doty should have been converted to wide receiver. Bruin Nation, let me ask you a question, my friend. What you going to do when Luke Doty's your starting quarterback next year? Oh, uh, Brandon Wagner. I mean, a Duke down year is still a good year for most of the programs, but I expect Duke to at least be a four seed every year with the way they recruit. Good point. Brandon M., what's going on, my guy? Travis says, realistically, how do we see these backup quarterbacks playing, though? We're never beating teams bad enough to where we can give them game reps. That's a great point, Travis. Who, who, hey, who's QB2 going into this season? I think it's Luke Doty, right? I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe he gets beat out. Maybe he gets overtaken, but... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it will be Luke Doty at QB2. I really do. I think it'll be uh, Luke Doty. By the way, shout out to Gamecocks Men's Tennis, the highest ranking in program history. They are number two in the ITA team ranking. So, South Carolina, we are a tennis school. We are a tennis school, indeed. Yep, they're experimenting with the carry-on joiner at running back. Guys, I mean, again, it's just, it's a no-brainer. The carry-on joiner at running back. You're thin at the running back position. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's going to be RB1 all season long. But he's a guy, and Shane Beamer pointed this out. He's a guy that when the football is in his hands, good things happen. I, look at last year. It felt like every time he touched it, whether... It was on a trick play. It was him catching a pass. It was special teams, him throwing it. Just made plays. Just made plays. So I've given my very honest opinion on on Joyner and his role on our football team in the past. But he has a skill set. We've said that over and over. We said it. We said it this time last year. He may not be a true quarterback or a true wide receiver or even a true running back. But he has a skill set. He is a gifted athlete, and he can help South Carolina win football games and in turn can help this offense reach its full potential. DeCarrion Joyner, get the football in his hands. That is the message. No matter the position, just get it in his hands and let him make plays. Good things will happen. Good things will happen. I'm excited to see how that plays out, honestly. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Bruin Nations is tired of not having a good quarterback. Having Rattler for two years feels strange. We have a good quarterback for two years. Seems odd. Yeah, I hear you. Excited that Rattler's back, man. <clears throat> Very excited. Uh, we got a text here. Let's see. Hey, Chris, Tennessee fan here, but really enjoy your show. How about that? Appreciate you, my friend. 864 number. Appreciate you. 
Let's see. Yeah, Travis, we don't really know. <clears throat> That's a great question. We don't really know. Travis says, I guess we give it to Doty, but then Davis and Bailey are like, WTF, can I play? I mean, it's a great point, man. It, listen, it's a great point. It's a great point. Um, it is a great point because only one guy can play, right? Only one guy can play. And those guys, again, they don't come to D1. They don't come to the SEC to sit the bench. They want to play. So, um, you know, I won't blame anybody in that quarterback room. I will not blame anybody in that quarterback room that, uh, you know, departs and chases playing time because hard, hard to get drafted off the bench. Really hard to get drafted off the bench. So. Florida just tweeted, it's official, kicking off the season on Thursday, August the 31st, Gators and Utah. Gators and Utah, August the 31st. How about that? That'll be a fun game, dude. Travi figured I'd ask more in-depth questions on quarterback besides or questions besides run defense talk. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's a big thing to talk about, though. It is. In case you missed the quote, guys, of course, you know I'll be making a graphic with this. Shane Beamer had this to say about Dak Joyner. Quote, I know that the carry-on's a guy. Good things happen when he gets the ball in his hands, whether it's running it, catching it, throwing it. Uh, he also said there's a lot of things that we can do with him. The carry-on, being able to do some stuff. At running back is kind of the next step of some things we did with him last year, playing some quarterback and the year before also playing receiver. He's still at receiver. He was doing some things at running back today as well. And with him, we kind of told him it's we'll go at his pace. I met with him about a month ago just trying to figure out all the different ways we can get you on the field. He says, join our nose receiver. He's been doing that since I've been the head football coach here. Let's experiment a little bit with you just to get natural at being able to play running back as well. And I think it will present problems for defenses as well because here's a guy that can line up at quarterback. Here's a guy that can line up at receiver. Here's a guy that can line up at running back. Just continuing to try and find ways to get them, get him the ball. Uh, he also said, quote, he's a receiver. He'll continue to work at quarterback. This was just something we wanted to experiment with a little bit, which could help us going into the season. It gives us a body in that room and some experience in that room as well. So those were the full comments from Shane Beamer on to carry on Joiner. We got a text here. Hey, this is Dale. That was my cousin Willie. He's a Vol fan like me. He lost head to head and crashed Bandicoot. So he had to tune into your show and he likes your bud BDD out. What a and and he spelled tune T O O N and show S H O. How about that? Dale on the text line. How about it? Ruben Nation says Utah by 30, by the way, for the Utah-Florida game. <clears throat> Utah by 30. 
Let's see. Thank you, Dale, for the text. We are all happy to hear from you. Let's see. Looks like we got a full day. Here we go. Full day of college baseball. Uh, oh, wow. Clemson takes on C of C today. That'll be a tough game. Gamecocks, of course, taking on Presbyterian. Last game before SEC play begins this weekend. Oklahoma State, Dallas Baptist is a good one. UCF and Florida State. How about that? It's a fantastic game. Auburn, Georgia Tech. That's an intriguing matchup. Let's get the full baseball schedule. Here we go. Kentucky, Indiana, South Carolina PC. Georgia takes on Wofford. How about that? I know our guy Chase. I know our guy Chase is a big fan of the Wofford Terriers. They're very good, too. Georgia Wofford will be a very interesting midweek game. Uh, Tennessee Lipscomb, Florida, North Florida, Auburn, Georgia Tech, Vandy, Belmont. How about Ole Miss travels to Jacksonville State? How about that? Mississippi State, Nichols, Arkansas, UNLV. Alabama travels to South Alabama. Interesting game there. LSU takes on New Orleans. And then Texas A&M goes to Houston. There's some interesting midweek games in the SEC. Some very interesting midweek games. Bruin Nation says Sunbelt Billy will be unemployed by the end of the season. We might have to ask Mark Ryan on that tomorrow. Travi, all right, let's list our quarterbacks. Rattler, Doty, Davis, Bailey, Gauthier, Sellers. Who do we see leaving the program? Great question, Travi. It's tough to say, and I know that's such a cop-out answer. But it is tough to say because what are these guys individually motivated by? What are they driven by? Are they driven? Here's what I mean by that. There's some guys that in the midst of their college days, they come to the realization, hey, I'm not playing in the NFL. I'm not good enough. Or I don't want to. But in the meantime, I can stick around and I can be an SEC football player? (laughs) Why not? Right? Why not? I'm a god amongst men on campus. Why wouldn't I? I'm pampered. I'm catered to. I get all this free gear. I'm in this $50 million indoor facility. And I'm going to transfer and chase playing time at a a lesser group of five or lesser kind of program? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's also some guys that are motivated by playing time and they want to pursue that and they're willing to go anywhere to chase their dream of playing at the next level. So, Travi, we just don't know. I don't know. Who leaves the program? I think that two or three guys probably will dip out. At minimum, somebody's going to go. Somebody will dip out, but it's tough to say who. It's tough to say who, because to the point, like, why why wouldn't Colton Gothier have gone? He's like fifth on the depth chart. Why wouldn't he have gone? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't he have left? And Lynn Turner makes a great point. I didn't even think about the 
the school side of things, the academic side of things. You're getting your degree for free. And transferring can be a pain. I mean, it really can when you're talking about transferring credits and, and doing all that. I mean, if you're not all that concerned with playing time, I mean, what, what, what's the what's the what's the motivating factor to leave? Unless you just really don't like where you're at. Anyways. Guys, 8437903377. That is Let's see. Bruin Nation, Florida's not going to take another 6-6. Six and six, And with all the drama he's dealing with in Gainesville, the majority wants him gone now. Babes and Waves, Chris, do you want cigars from Myrtle? I got you. Babes and Waves, I would love some cigars from Myrtle Beach. I would love that, my friend. Hey, you're speaking my language, Babes and Waves. You are speaking my language. Yes, sir. I'm all about some stogies. Rebecca, what's going on? Brian Dean, I see you as well, my friend. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate it. Let me ask you guys a question. I'm just curious. A little experiment here. What do you guys do this time of year? In regards to... In regards to, you know, when it's not football season, right? What, what's interesting in doing what I do with content, the business, stuff like that, you know, and, and it's fine, by the way. I, I fully embrace this. It's all good for me. I, I, I Because I, I've almost like, you know, I used to look at it as it's football season or it's basketball season or it's baseball season or it's this season or it's that season. What I've learned in doing this there's only two seasons. There's only two seasons. It's either football season or it's the off season. And that's it. There are no other seasons. Now, that's not for me to say that Gamecock baseball fans are not passionate because they are. They absolutely are. But we all know, right, like the number of people that follow the baseball program 
extremely closely, the way they follow football, it pales in comparison to the number that follow football. So I just ask you all, like, what do you do when it's not football? Are you are are you like, is this the time of year when you're <clears throat> when you're going on vacation and you're kind of just, you know, you're spending more time with the family, you're spending more time doing chores, more time doing yard work? Like, like what do you do? And I know for some of you, I see you commenting. I, I know a lot of you in here, right? You're following it all. I, I get that. But I, I just, that's kind of the, my question to the masses. You know what I mean? I, like our, our numbers are still really good. Our engagement numbers, our listenership, it, it's, it's all because of the, the relentless, you know, the, the relentless pursuit of it over the, over the years, right? The consistency in content creation. Right, we've been able to we've been able to build a foundation of where you know we, we we don't just go radio silent during the baseball season, right? I mean, I'm a huge baseball guy. That all goes without saying. But it's just interesting to kind of follow the the trends of you know and see the numbers and and I just wonder. I'm like you know there's there's double the amount of listens over the course of football season as there is in the off season. I'm like, what are people doing? You know, people just kind of, and I, and again, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. And it doesn't bother me at all. It's just something that makes, you know, I'm kind of curious about. But I know people, listen, have lives, right? Have, have work, have family, have everything. You know what I'm saying? Like plenty of hobby stuff going on. I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. But I just wonder, like, is this the time, too, where, like, people travel more now? You know what I mean? Is this is, is this the time where folks are, like, getting, let's get all of our vacations out of the way in the spring and the summer so we can spend all of our time watching football in the fall, which would make a lot of sense. Which would make a lot of sense. But that's why I told you guys yesterday, and I still am going to look at kind of the schedule and how we do things. I'm always looking to kind of reinvent myself and reinvent how I, how I do certain things and, uh, you know, always pushing to evolve and get better. I've even thought about, like, you know, again, we cram everything into July, August, you know, beginning of September for, like, our, our season preview content. You know, I almost feel like we could take some of that and put it in the spring and just give a little boost of life to the spring. You know, again, it's it's why I've told you guys, though, it's why TSUS has succeeded to the degree in which it has and why it will continue to do so because I, I use the baseball season as an opportunity to flex my muscles as a content creator, right? Because not everybody's talking baseball. Not everybody cares. And I know it's an opportunity where I can separate myself from all the other content creators out there, right? Brian Dean, this is a great question. Brian, thank you for asking this. Thank you. He says, Chris, how is SEC Unfiltered coming along? So you may have missed this, Brian. You may have missed this. And so here's the beauty about trying different things, guys, tasting different things, doing different things, experimenting. You learn along the way. That, that's the most important thing. And I could go down a whole separate tangent about that. That's why it's important, though, to do that. That's why it's important to experiment, right? Because it was around this time last year, Brian. And before I get into that, Bruin Nation, the big news, again, we are still working out the, the details in regards to, again, when there's when there's – Litigation involved, Bruin Nation. Sometimes you, you got to have some patience, is all I'll just say. But I promise you, Bruin Nation, it is in the works. And I promise you it will be shared. It will be shared when it comes through. I, I wasn't 
I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't BSing you. I was not being BSing you. I promise I was not. And I am, I am, I am itching to tell you all, but I'm waiting till it's all finalized. But there's some litigation, litigation between two parties going back and forth, finalizing everything, negotiating, if you will. So just, just hang tight. I promise you it's coming. When it does, you will understand, you will understand why there was litigation, why there was, you see what I'm saying? Why, why it's taken, why it's taken a little bit longer. Anyways, anyways, that's, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. But so the question that uh, Brian Dean had, how is SEC Unfiltered coming along, babes? And Waves even said, I thought SECU would take off like TSUS, in my opinion. So, and Brian Dean says, because Chris, I thought you were overwhelmed to begin with because that is a lot to handle. Exactly. So, Brian, what I learned is this. Because it was a year ago, around a year ago this time last year, if you will, it was around this time last year where I went to the South Carolina Tennessee Baseball Series. And the wheels really, you know, I had thought about it before because I get the question too often, what's next? What's the five-year plan? But the wheels really started turning, right, when the Tennessee guys, and they were really cool. My buddies, buddies, Tennessee guys were like, dude, TSUS is awesome. Like, you should do this for Tennessee. You should do this for other other schools. Like, you should make merch. They just thought the entire thing was super dope, even though I was just talking Gamecocks, right? They thought it was super dope. And so I, I realized, I was like, you know, if what I'm doing as a content creator and as a business person and, and uh, what have you, if what I'm doing can drive so much value for the University of South Carolina, like why can't I do this for other schools? Why can't I do this and be a talking head for the entire SEC? Why can't I create merch? Why can't I do everything I do and do it for the entire SEC? I'm still a Gamecock. I'll always be a Gamecock. But now my voice gets to spread to all 14 schools. I get to drive value to each of the 14 schools and its fans. And obviously from the business perspective, it helps and elevates business and helps business to grow right, and to scale. So that was where the SEC unfiltered idea was born. And so my initial thoughts were, okay, I'll keep doing TSUS and I'll just add on and create another entity, a.k.a. SEC unfiltered. Did all the social medias, got all the handles, which I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I did that. But what I very quickly realized, Brian, and I should have known better from the jump, but it's okay. I had to experiment and learn it firsthand. What I learned very quickly was that TSUS takes up all of my time. It does. And, it, and it's just not realistic to think that, you know, I'm going to drop TSUS on Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays. I'm going to do SEC Unfiltered on, on uh, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to do SEC Unfiltered on Tuesday, Thursday. I'm going to tweet from two accounts. I'm gonna, there's just no way, dude. There's just no way. Right? It's just not possible. With that being said, with that being said, Brian Dean, let me say this. This kind of goes back to goal setting where, you know, I have my, my, you know, macro goals, micro goals, what have you. I've got long-term goals, but I'm not attached to the end result. I focus more on systems versus these long-term goals, right? And I give myself the ability to, uh, and the power to change my mind, right? I, I, I give myself that freedom. I stay flexible. I, I don't have a rigid system. Like, I'm very flexible going with the flow, um, you know, in pursuit of my purpose, if you will. But what I've made the decision, the realization, and you know what? TSUS may continue just forever and ever. And But realistically, 
I think scaling and expansion and getting outside of just the South Carolina space, I think that is something that will happen at some point for me. I'm not here to scare you all like, oh, my God, the Spurs Up show, it's going to go away tomorrow. This is not something I see happening tomorrow, next month. I mean, who knows? It might be five years from now, guys. But when that does happen, I will not be adding on another entity the way I did initially with SEC Unfiltered. No, Brian and everybody else, what I will do is I will not add on another entity. I will rebrand. We will just go from the Spurs Up show to whatever it is, whether it's SEC Unfiltered, whether it's the Chris Phillips show, whether it's just something else. It will just be a total rebrand, and I will be ready to invest all of myself into that next venture and take that next step. And I think what's really cool, because listen, when, if and when that does happen, there will be pushback, right? There will be pushback from some Gamecock fans, like, how dare you? You're going to be talking about other schools. You know, that I think people will not be thrilled with the idea, but what I'm really confident in is there's so many of you that have seen this journey from the very jump. There's so many of you that have seen this journey over the years. And I think that you guys and, and the, the folks that support TSUS also support me. And when I voice why I'm doing it, what my goal is, I think people will resonate with that. I think people will be happy to see that. I think people will continue to follow along and show love and show support. At least that's how I feel. That's how I think. Because I'll always be a Gamecock, guys. I mean, bottom line, I'll always be a Gamecock. I'm always going to have a, you know, everybody pulls for somebody, right? <laughs> like my, my, good, my, my, uh, my good buddy Jake Crane said that. Everybody pulls for somebody. You see what I'm saying? Everybody pulls for somebody. So Jake Crane's an Auburn guy, right? So I'll always pull for the Gamecocks, but I, I just, you know, I, I believe in myself and my abilities as a content creator, as a businessman, as a, as a, as a personality, as a talking head, as a, as a driver of value in the, in the content space, the sports space, what have you. And I think it would be a really, really cool opportunity and a great challenge as well to push myself in a scale that way. So, you know, that, that's sort of the idea. So, Brian, that, that's why SEC Unfiltered, the, the way it was set up and, and the, the, you know, even like the social media channels that I created for it, that's why it's been quiet because I've put that on the back burner because there's just no way. I, I can't spread myself thin and do more, doing multiple entities is, is just, no, it's just not possible. I, I, you know, we need to have tunnel vision, be focused on the task at hand, be present moment. And so that's what we're doing. And, uh, you know, when that day does come, it'll be it'll be emotional because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I'm I'm not ready for that right now. I'm not ready to do that right now. You know, I'm so excited to go into to year three of Shane Beamer and enjoy Beamer Ball to the moon and enjoy everything that's that's happening with South Carolina, the base. I'm like everything. I'm a gamecock. You know what I mean? I'm a gamecock. I'm enjoying everything that's taking place with Gamecocks Athletics, with the Spurs Up Show itself, with our merchandise, with with different business happenings we have going behind the scenes. I, I'm thrilled with where I'm at right now. And it's not, and the evolution I'm talking about and the expansion, it's not coming from a place of being unsettled or dissatisfied or quite the opposite. It's coming from a place of wanting to spread even more value, wanting to give back even more to the end consumer, right? And helping my voice to reach out to even more and to utilize my voice even more, right? That's where it comes from. 
and the excitement that brings. You know, life is very long. We got a lot of life to live, folks. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to experience. And so when that time comes, again, we will, uh, you know, I'll let you guys know. But, um, you know, right now I'm, I'm enjoying things on the TSUS side of things. But, uh, yeah, so I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited for the future, but I'm also, I'm not so caught up in the idea of the future that I miss the beauty of right now, the beauty of the present moment. Guys, let's jump into one final break on the other side. Want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday. I was about to say Friday. Here on this Tuesday, we've got just a couple minutes to go. I uh, would love to hear from you. Last minute thoughts, we have a text here from uh, some 864 number. Let's see. I think this is the, this is the Tennessee fam. I love college baseball. I played in college and coached my two sons for six years in travel baseball. I love the game. Hey, I love the game too, my friend. Love to hear that. Love that we have a, a Tennessee Vol tuned into the show. I know Rebecca's probably not too thrilled with that, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Brian Dean, I can see Florida taking a step back in 2023. Anthony Richardson was 70% of their offense. Would not shock me, my friend. Would not shock me at all. Lynn Turner, it's a great time to be a Gamecock. I would ride the wave for now. Yeah, Lynn, it's uh, – no, for sure. No, it's, it's a great time to be a Gamecock, no doubt. Brian Dean says, since I'm on disability now, I have a lot of downtime. What I will do to help is break our opponents down over the season and share that content with you. Brian, I appreciate that, my friend. Hey, I always love it. I appreciate you, Brian, sincerely. I appreciate you tuning in as always. It's always great chatting with you. Um, let's see. Again, guys, Yardcocks taking on Presbyterian, 4 o'clock. I know we're all ready, man, for SEC play. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm I'm right there with you, guys. I'm right there with you. I'm so excited to get it going. Um, you know, it's been nice. Excuse me. It's been nice watching, watching us do what we've done against uh, – Watching him do what we've done against, or watching us do what we've done against the, the smaller competition, but, but now it's now it's time, right? Now it's time to get to to get to SEC play and and see what we got. So, Cases, I can imagine Dale calling in uh, to a second show, being the troll Vol fan, and also <laughs> and also an idiot. It'll be great time. Ah, <laughs> oh, golly. Mm. 
Mm-mm-mm. Always great to be a Gamecock indeed, my friend. Always great to be a Gamecock for sure, man. I'm excited for excited for everything going on. You know, spring ball getting going. You know, we posted, let's see, we posted the spring football practice schedule. Let me see if I can find it here. Let me see if I can. I'm just trying to see do they practice. Do they practice tomorrow? Because that's what I'm trying to figure out. Where did it go? Here we go. Uh, no. So this is how the, the schedule goes. There are no practices, no practice tomorrow. Then Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday. So it's Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, every single week. Every single week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Until we get to the week of the spring game, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, uh, of course, the spring game, April the 15th at 7 p.m. Nighttime spring game yet again. So it'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. And uh, excited. Excited to get back into Willie B. For sure. Babes and Waves says, SEC baseball season prediction. Did you say 500? In the preseason, Babes and Waves, I said 15 and 15. I will, I think for now, I'll stick with that. Um, I'll stick with that. I'm not going to make any last second changes to the record predictions or stuff like that. Of course, I'm not telling you guys to book your flights to Omaha or anything crazy like that, but... uh, you know, I mean, I, I think we have a great opportunity to to do better than my predictions, no doubt. I think overall wins, I think overall wins, we will do better. But we will, here's the thing, guys. We will hit adversity we have not seen at this point. We, we will. We just will, flat out. And I mean, I, I hate to say that, that it means nothing, right? What we've done in non-conference play, I'm not going to say that, but the, the SEC season is going to define how we view the season anyways. It is. It is. It's going to define how we view this season, right? So, I mean, even, listen, even if we won all of our non-conference games, I mean, if you go 13 and 17 in league play, I don't think anybody's going to be happy. I don't think anybody's going to be thrilled with that, right? So, I don't think anybody's going to be too thrilled with that. Madison Duncan, great question. We we uh, we definitely could do some discounts in that bowl game merch, no doubt. Yeah, I, I will. I will try to put something together. <clears throat> Seth Greenberg got Bama, Duke, Texas, and UConn in his final four. Let's see. Anyways, all right, cool, guys. We've hit 2 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in. Again, podcast will drop yet again on Thursday. In the meantime, TDC rocking all week long on our normal schedule, noon to 2. Very exciting stuff, guys. Great show today. Again, thank you all so much for the love, support. Stay tuned to all the content, content bleeding out the eyeballs. And that being said, go Cox. Beat PC on a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.